what's up everybody i hope your day is going so amazingly well have you ever started applying for jobs and submitted a ton of applications but didn't really get any responses or were getting a lot of rejection letters and not really making it past the application stage well, if the answer is yes, there might be something wrong with your resume. So today in episode number 56, we are going to be talking about what you should be including and excluding from your resume. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast. We talk about pretty much everything career and job hunting related around here. And I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis. And I pretty much just tell you how it is. I'm a pretty straightforward, upfront, some may say blunt kind of person. (laughs) My background is in human resources. Uh, Amongst other things, before I got into HR, I was in sales and management as well. But really, I've been living in the HR world most recently for the past several years, which is also what I have my master's degree in. And I really wanted to make this podcast to help other people see a different perspective uh, from the HR side and the recruiting side that, you know, me and my colleagues see as we're looking at applications and we're interviewing people and we're progressing people through their careers. So here we are. This is also a good time to mention most of my episodes do contain adult language. All right, guys, let's get into it here. So as I'm sure you guys know, there are definitely certain things that we should be including on our resume and certainly things that need to be taken off. And the reason that this is so important is because in majority of the organizations that you're applying to and the companies that you're submitting your resume to, most of the time a recruiter is going to see your resume first and they're making a rather quick decision on whether or not they should reach out and call you and talk to you about the position or to turn you down. And in that short window that we have to catch a recruiter's attention, we need to make sure your resume is easy and quick to understand, to read, and to digest. And you guys, I've seen thousands and thousands of resumes and some of them lack very, very basic information and others have way too much. So in this episode, we're breaking it down. There are four things that have to be on your resume and then five things that we need to make sure are removed from your resume like yesterday. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into it here. Number one for what we should be including on your resume is your contact information. And you guys, this is the basics, right? This is your first and your last name. If you go by a different name than your legal name, put what you want to be called on your resume. So for example, if you are Christopher Smith, right? But you want to be called Chris Smith, put Chris Smith on your resume and Christopher Smith on your application. Because here's the deal. When I go to call you for a phone interview, I'm pulling up your resume. I'm using the name on your resume and the phone number listed, which leads well into number two under contact information, phone number. This should be the phone number that you want someone to contact you at. It shouldn't be your home phone number of which you're never home. Like, first off, I mean, this is the millennial in me speaking, but why do we even have home phone numbers anyways? Like, come on, guys. Are we even home that much? And if we are, what's always closest to us? Our cell phone or the home phone? I mean, let's be real. I get it. Typically, cable companies and cable packages make it cheaper for you to have a phone number or a home phone, excuse me. And at the same point, 
the number you should be reached at or the easiest number to reach you at, probably your cell phone number. And that's the one that we should have on your resume. Okay, the third thing under contact information we have to be including is your email. And if you don't have one, go to Google and get one. You need an email, period, end of story. There's no discussion needed. You absolutely need an email. This is so people both hiring managers and recruiters can contact you. 99% of the time when I am going to set up phone interviews with my candidates, no joke you guys, 99% of the time I'm emailing them. I rarely call them and here's why. I used to waste a ton of time calling people and then following up with an email and majority of the time they've responded to my email before they even listened to my voicemail and I get that. I look at my email, oh my gosh, what, 15, 20 times a day? I listen to my voicemails like once a week. So I get it, you know? So it's just, it saves time. It's quicker, it's more effective. So you absolutely need an email on your resume. Number four is you should also be including your city and state. So what used to be the norm was a full address and there's nothing against having a full address if you feel comfortable. And some people don't feel comfortable including a full address and I get that just for security reasons. Your your address is gonna end up on your application anyway. But if you're posting your resume publicly, like a total understand. But as a recruiter, I want to know what city and state you're in because typically I'm not filling remote positions, right? I'm filling jobs where you actually have to be on site and I need a point of reference of where you're at now. Whether or not I can provide a relocation, it doesn't matter. I still want to know. Okay, the number two thing we should be including on our resume is education. If you have a college degree, the education you should be including on your resume is your college degree and beyond, whether it's associates, bachelors, whatever. And then if you have advanced degrees, you want to make sure you're including that as well. Absolute must. If you do not have any sort of college degree, you want to make sure that you at least have your high school education on there. If you graduated, you want to make sure you include that or your GED because often Oftentimes, a very common minimum requirement usually is a bachelor's, to be totally honest. But for some of those more entry-level jobs, high school diploma is going to be the bare minimum on majority of positions out there. So you want to make it crystal clear. I have my high school diploma or I have my GED because if it's not clear, someone could just look at your resume and say, I don't know what that means, reject and move on to the next person. All right, the third thing we want on our resume is our skills. And this should be bulleted out. And I would recommend including like five to 10 different skills that you have acquired that are going to help you specifically in the next position or the role that you want to have or the jobs you're applying for. Not just any old skill. I can walk my dog really well. Okay, well, how is that gonna help me find my next recruiting consulting position? Or you know what I mean? Like you guys know what I'm trying to say here, right? Like make your skills relevant to your audience. Your audience is the recruiters and the hiring managers who are reviewing your resume from the applications that you're submitting. And again, these should be bullet form. They should be neat, clean, short, and concise. It should be something people can quickly scan and read through. Okay, number four for the things we absolutely need to include on our resume is your experience, right? This should be pretty straightforward and obvious. However, yeah, but I put it out there anyway, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> so for your experience, you should have your job history. And if you don't have any working history, any sort of like, okay, so for example, if you're graduating college and you didn't work through college, maybe you volunteered or maybe you had several senior projects that you worked on or projects in general that you were a part of during your four-year degree. So things to remember as you're writing out your job history, it should be relevant. So I'll use myself as an example. If I'm going to 
try and find another recruiting consulting position. The retail sales associate job I had at the Big Merv, aka Mervins, California. Did I just date myself? I may have, okay? It's not relevant anymore. However, all of my recruiting experience is 100% relevant. Let's move on to what we need to be taking off or excluding from a resume. Number one is graduation dates. All right, guys, here's the thing here. Good, bad, or otherwise, we want to take off a graduation date because I don't want anyone making any sort of assumptions on your background, your experience. I don't want anyone making those assumptions about you based on the year you graduated. So just take it off. Okay, number two is your objective. Guys, for real though. Take that crap off there. (laughs) Like I know that's blunt, but here's the thing. I've never seen an objective help someone, but I have seen it hurt someone. So just take it off. Number three is references. This should be a separate piece of paper. You should have your references available upon request. Don't get me wrong. However, I also don't want you to add at the bottom of your resume references available upon request. I can guarantee you as a recruiter, if I want your references, I will ask. I promise you that. I don't want them on your resume. It adds clutter. It distracts people from looking at what they need to look at. And even that sentence at the bottom, references available upon request, same thing. It just adds clutter and it's distracting. We want someone who's looking at your resume to know exactly what's on there at a quick glance because we want to catch their attention out of the gate. Number four is going to be capital letters. Here's the thing. When you're mad and you're texting your siblings or I don't know, whoever you get mad at, right? Who fill in the blank for you. You put caps to show that you're yelling. Like, why would you want to portray the fact that you're yelling on your resume? Like, it doesn't make sense. The exception here is if you, if the company that you worked with in the past as part of your experience section is all capitals because that's their brand, that's different. But just to put all of your skills in capital letters, like it's really weird and it's also harder to read. So keep that in mind. Capitalize your sentences, right? Like we want correct grammar, but we don't want all of your words capitalized. It just looks bad. Okay, number five on the things we should be taking off a resume or excluding is long summaries. And this is clutter. It doesn't usually help someone. However, if you make a mistake or the grammar is incorrect or if whoever's reading it just doesn't like what it says, it could hurt you. So take off any sort of long summary. Honestly, it's probably never read anyway. So save yourself some time. It also usually has unnecessary information and it just overall makes your resume look busy. And that's not what we want. We don't want the person reading your resume to feel like, oh my God, where do I start? This is just a hot mess. It's too busy. It doesn't have a focus, that sort of thing. You want your resume to be clear, to be concise, to be organized well. And some of these long summaries or even short summaries, anything paragraph form, take it off. I promise it's going to make your resume look better. All right, guys and gals, as a quick recap, the things we need to be including on our resume, number one, contact information, number two, education, number three, your skills, number four, your experience, and the things we need to make sure are removed from your resume, number one, graduation dates, number two, objectives, number three, references, number four, capital letters, number five, long summaries. 
All right, guys, gals, ladies, gentlemen, I hope you found this information helpful and valuable. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to show up, listen to the podcast. For all of you out there sharing the podcast and the episodes, I so very much appreciate you. Thank you so much. You can find the episode description in show notes over at the website, findingthebestfit.com. And as this episode is releasing on the 21st of August, the career course is still live if we haven't filled up already check it out careerdeepdive.com if you need help if you need clarity if you need direction in your career go to careerdeepdive.com to find out a little bit more and if you're listening to this episode after the course has already closed sign up to get on the wait list so you know as soon as it's opening up again uh, because i am going to open it at least one more time this year depending on the feedback we get from round one so it's going to be awesome if you need that career clarity or direction, check it out. You won't want to miss it. And if you guys have a minute, I would very, very much appreciate if you could leave a rating and or review of the podcast. It really does help others find the episodes and the podcast overall. And for those of you who have already done so, thank you, thank you, thank you. It is amazing reading those. They really uh, are motivating and it's just so great to read them. So thank you guys for doing that. You guys are amazing and awesome and I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. Bye-bye.